Matthew 7, starting in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. So, um, this past year for me, um, I felt like my house was built on sand. Um, just after everything that happened, which I'll get into, it just felt like, wow, what a failure of a year. Like, I'm, I'm a failure as well. Um, I've heard that hardship reveals your character. When you go through hard things, it reveals what's inside. And I felt like, um, I felt crushed by the hardship rather than, like, rising above it and becoming stronger. And it was very disappointing for me not to go through that well. Um, and I felt like, Again, my house is like, oh, I thought it was built on rock, but maybe it was built on sand, based on how that went. Um, there was a lot that happened. Uh, we added Axel to our family, um, and that was, was a lot of work. It was great, but a lot of work and uh, not a lot of rest. Um, we had some sickness and flu and colds, and um, the weather was terrible. I remember last year about this time, the negative 40 degrees and snow of... And then Emma was struggling with postpartum from, from Axel's birth. Um, and that was a big, big trauma for us. And then lastly, work for me became very intense, very demanding. Um, and I could not manage all of that at the same time. It was a disaster. The last drought was my boss asked me to just completely change my schedule around so that I wouldn't be available for my family at all. Um, and on top of that, wasn't happy with anything I was doing. So it was like, whoa, like it was way too much. Um, so that was the last drop. Because of all that, at the same time, I felt like I was dying. I didn't realize it at the time, but reflecting back, like, wow, it felt like it was so painful. It really felt like I was dying. It's not that I wanted to die. It was that I felt like I was. It was so painful. <clears throat> but there was just so much pain and chaos, and I felt the weight of all that trouble and pain on me, but also the trouble and pain I was causing others because they were depending on me and I couldn't help them. Um, so that was all crushing me. Um, in my neediness, I encountered passages like this, the one I just read, and it discouraged me. I feel like scripture is supposed to encourage you, but this one discouraged me uh, because I felt like, wow, my house is built on sand. If it wasn't, then this would have gone better. Um, but then also, like there's this group of people right before the part about the house, where Jesus is telling, you know, depart from me, I don't know you. Um, and I felt like I was in that, that camp because of you know, everything that happened. But 
There's another passage that I'll read that on the face of it looks very different, but I think they're actually very similar. So you can flip to Luke 5, Luke chapter 5. And this is uh, verses 27 through 32. So Luke chapter 5, 27 through 32. After this, this is when uh, Jesus heals the man who gets lowered through the roof of the house. Uh, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. <clears throat> so this, the two passages I think are actually very similar um, because you have, there's two groups of people that are encountering Jesus um, and they have very different responses and attitudes. So the, so the split is between people who need Jesus and people who don't need Jesus. Um, <clears throat> who the people who he, or Jesus calls the people who admit their need for him <clears throat> and he doesn't call the perfect people who follow the rules perfectly who live exemplary lives and do amazing things um, that first passage that we read there are people that Jesus is talking to who perform great miracles who prophesy in his name you know, they did amazing things anyone who saw them was like wow those are great people and yet Jesus says I didn't know you um, so this passage is interesting because I think the split is actually isn't between the healthy and the sick it's between the sick who know that they're sick and understand that and admit that and, and then the other group is people who are sick but don't realize they're sick and are insisting that they're healthy um, so I've been sorting through the wreckage of this past year and trying to make sense of it you know, what does God think of what happened what does he think of me um, Luke 5 reminds me that God is for the broken and the needy. Um, he is for me, even when it feels like everything I touch breaks. Um, I'm learning again that about God's grace. I feel like every step of my Christian walk, I'm always like, oh, how did I not understand grace before? I always think I do, and I just keep like learning it again and again. Um, so, so God sees me, he sees us, that we are needy, that we're sick, that we need his help. Um, he's calling us to something better, and he's with us every step of the way. My, my boss actually just left my current job, um, and that's opened that pain afresh for me from this past year. Um, and I'm you know, scared of experiencing that sort of pain again, my identity being uprooted, um, the judgment of other people, my career success getting off track again, not, not measuring up to other people's expectations and their needs of me. Uh, and I'm realizing that you know, we will always be sick to some degree. We're always in need of a Savior who heals us. Um, I was talking to um, our Gospel Fluency group where we studied the Bible together uh, a few weeks ago. 
this feeling like I have this perception of a successful Christian is someone who doesn't need Jesus. <laughs> like they're they're alive, you know, they're 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 doing everything right, they're serving the poor, they have great attitudes, they're spending time with Jesus and the Word, and, and you know, they just don't they don't need Jesus. Like they've got everything together. But I don't think that's that's true. Um, this I mean but it's hard for me when I'm doing not doing well feeling like, ah, oh, like I'm just not a successful Christian. Um, and Jesus, therefore, must be disappointed with me, not happy with me. Um, but this passage is encouraged. This passage encourages me with the truth that Jesus knows that we are sick. He accepts our our state of sickness, and He's willing and able to heal us. Um, he's gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. Um, he's like the father in the parable, the, the, the parable about the prodigal son that we that Mitch preached on a few weeks ago. That even though we've made such a mess of things. And things don't go well, you know. We're come, we come back to Jesus like, well, I'm not even worthy to be part of your family, but could you please help me anyway? And you know, he's like, no, let's celebrate that you came back. Like, I'm happy with you. I'm, I love you. I care about you. Um, he's overjoyed to see us come back to him, even though we're desperate, even though we've made a big mess of things. Um, and in these two stories, he doesn't reject those who are humble and needy. Um, he rejects those who are proud and who reject grace that he offers. Uh, we don't celebrate when people are experiencing that grace, but get upset. That, why, am I, why am I not being recognized for doing all the right things? Um, so I'm encouraged to grow more in bringing all my needs to Jesus. Not, um, and I think it's easy for me to despise my neediness, uh, but I want to grow in resting in that, um, resting in Jesus' healing power. And I think there's an opportunity when we have needs to see Jesus being glorified in how those needs are met. Um, to get the focus off of us and our and our troubles or our, you know, look at me, I'm so amazing that I overcame this, but like, no, look at what Jesus is doing through um, this thing I'm experiencing and how he's meeting that. So I think it's scary to have needs and to be vulnerable in, like, in that and to be in that storm um, I feel like for this kind of thing, there's so many passages. The whole Bible's filled with passages, all weaving throughout. I could have picked anything. Um, I kept wanting to add more verses. Like, no, no, I can only pick one or two. Um, but I think, you know, as the song say, Jesus is bigger than the storms. He's gracious and he's tender towards the fears that we have. Um, I was thinking about when Peter walks out on the water and, and falls. Jesus doesn't get really mad at him. Just let him fall, you know, drown. Like, well, that's what you get, you know. <laughs> so he like he helps them up, and and it's a cool picture for the rest of us of faith. So I chose the songs that we um, are singing today. That before the throne of God, um, I feel like there's that line where you know when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within. It's like that's true. Like we have guilt within, but our response is to look at Jesus um, and his. Smiling face when he sees us, you know. And then, and just that idea of like, we, we come to the throne because we need help. We need him. Um, and he, he's there. He's strong. He wants to help us. Uh, this next song we're going to sing is called I Need Thee Every Hour. And if you haven't heard it, it's one of my favorites, but I think that the, I need thee every hour. It's not just I need thee sometimes. I need the when things aren't great, but it reminds us to practice that habit of I need God all the time, and that's okay. And He He's made us to depend on Him and need Him. Um, 
And then, <clears throat> what was the last song that we were singing? Christ the Church. That's right. We talked about that earlier. I picked that one because this idea of the storm coming and crashing on the house um, and the, the, just the needs that we have in the midst of storms. Um, but yet he, he's the sure and steady anchor. Um, he, you know, when things feel crazy, he's, he's sleeping in the boat. Like he's, he's confident that it's going to turn out okay. Uh, we, can, we can trust it in that. Um, so I hope you're encouraged by um, how God meets us in our needs. Um, I'm still growing that. And I think it's okay that we don't do it perfectly either. He's, he's, um, he's patient and gracious with us. Learning that the lessons we learn in our faith are not like we learn it and then we're done. It's like the first time we learn it is really just, oh, I, I didn't realize I needed to learn that, and now I do. Like, but I'm going to have to keep learning that again. And I see that with our kids as we teach them things. So teaching many, many times how to do something, you don't get it the first time, and that's how God teaches us. So thank you for listening.